Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to another epic edition of The Jerry Jones Show. Hosted by Jerry Jones, along with his sidekick, Kevin Anderson. Each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry. Welcome to the show. So let's, let's move on to another another topic. Um, obviously, you know, you're human. You've had challenges. You've had setbacks. Um, what are some of the ways you've recovered personally from some of the setbacks you've experienced? I mean, what, do you sort of have like a, um, a uh, what I would call a, a blueprint to, you know, to, to work on setbacks and get out of them? Or what, what do you do? How do you handle them? You know, I – well, I don't know that I have a, a blueprint. I, I, let me just give you my story because I got married the last day of dental school in 1974, 75, right? That, that area there. And, and four years later, my wife had an affair with, with someone and uh, divorced me. And I became addicted to cocaine. Um, I put a 45 in my mouth. I pulled the trigger. Someone introduced me to God. My wife, whose husband left her, my wife now, her husband left her when she was one month pregnant, and told me that her daughter, who's my oldest child now, uh, is 35, 36, an attorney. Um, she married a, a pastor. Uh, you know, just things happen back then. We all have stories uh, that yeah. shape us. I've always had kind of a little guy mentality. I mean, I, I grew up in a town where if you didn't play football, you didn't get a date. You know, I mean, you didn't make girls. In fact, uh, baseball, basketball, and track were just off-season football. They were not sports. They were just keeping in shape for football. Okay. And, and so when I graduated, I mean, when I went from sixth grade to seventh grade, I was five foot nine. I mean, and I weighed 120 pounds, but I, I was big for a seventh grader. And then, you know, as, as I got older, I stayed exactly the same height and not much more weight. I, I think I weigh 157 now. But uh, – Everybody else weighed, you know, six foot five, two hundred and seventy pounds. I couldn't play football. That was the point. I kind of adopted this little guy mentality. I was always looking for an edge. There's always some way to improve my position, uh, whether it's doing triathlons. I mean, I'm going to buy an expensive bicycle because I'm horrible at biking. You know, uh, I, you know, if someone said you could buy a, a suit that make me quicker through the water, I'd probably buy it. But I'm always looking for an edge. And, and so I think that the, the biggest mistake people make is that you can make it through life without failures. And I try to learn as much of my failures, but it was kind of my dad that pushed me. You know, the minute I failed, he just encouraged me to get right back up. And I'm probably not – I forgot what it was. What you said at the first this phone call, but I'm going, that's giving me too much credit because probably all the success that I had in my life was becoming an expert, which would be defined as 
making more mistakes than anybody else has made. I just I just did them real quick and then tried something else, and eventually I got something good. So now, at my age, I can look back and go, I wish somebody had told me this back then. I don't know that I'd pay, you know, paid attention to them, but I, I really did make most of the mistakes you could make in business. Just none of them were fatal. You know, I, I never really, you know, I I didn't lie. I didn't steal. Uh, I always saved money. I never lived way beyond my means. Um, I was a real hard worker. I mean, you know, I I I, I was very persistent. Uh, but you still make mistakes, okay? And, and so I don't know how to answer your question. And, and I, I would just have to say that uh, I've always just assumed that I was going to fail at something and – I guess I was just embarrassed enough that I would just, you know how it is, you're walking down the street and uh, you, you kind of step off the curb and almost fall and you get right back up and real quick so that no one sees you, you know, you're hoping no one saw you. I think mm-hmm. I spent my entire life going, oh, you know, and jumping right back up. I remember every September and October when our business fell off, I mean, I was just going, oh my gosh, everybody's figured out that I'm a bad dentist and no one likes me and, you know, and then it would be better in, in October, November, and, you know, and it'd be really good in February, March, April, May, and then it'd come around to September again, and I would, I'd feel the same way. I mean, I'd watch football and worry that they were talking about me when they huddled up. I mean, I've just, <laughs> I, I've just always been concerned about not failing. Now, I, I know that's not good, okay, so, but I'm just saying I, that's, that's actually the truth. So I've just always done that way. Um, I've, I've, uh, I've failed a lot. I mean, I, it, it's kind of, uh, I joke with my daughters. Uh, I have two daughters, a, four, a 15 year old and, a, and an eight year old. And, um, I'm pretty, I'm brutally honest with them about life. I don't want them growing up in a sure. you know, protected little world. I want them tough. Um, and I, I, on, I often joke with them that, you know, um, when you start worrying about making a mistake, um, you're going to stop making them. Um, but you're also going to stop living, um, you're, you're, you really gotta, you really gotta embrace mistakes. I mean, I, I, and I'm speaking from having made some big blunders. I mean, big ones, some that cost me, um, a lifetime of savings at an early yep. age. And I mean, just some really dumb things that I've done. I even wrote a book about it, 24 dumb mistakes doctors make. Um, they're, they're all my mistakes, but they're all also mistakes that I heard a lot of other people talking about. Um, sure. you know, I mean, I've, I've learned, I learned more from my mistakes than I do from my successes. And as a matter of fact, I don't remember my successes nearly as clearly, or, um, they, they really don't have much of an impact like the failures do. So <clears throat> I, I mean, I embrace failures. I, I just go, okay, well, here I am. What do I do? And how, how am I going to get myself out of this? And, you know, and it usually boils down to, I'm just going to, I just got to go to work. I got to get back to work and bust my butt and get out of it. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's my approach and it sounds kind of like your approach isn't, isn't too far off. That is just, you know, you, you had a different take on it and, um, I mean, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I understand, I, I understand I, how you feel. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably have nowadays. I mean, that was me when I was younger. Nowadays, I look forward to every day with positive expectancy, but curiosity about what's going to happen. You know, it's like, I'm kind of going, this is going to, you know, I'm wondering what's going to happen today. I know something really, I, I've kind of adapted this mentality that nothing happens by accident. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, I, either by omission or commission, I probably had something to do with putting myself in this position. And so I'm looking forward to see, okay, what can I learn today? You know, I mean, I'm going to learn something from whatever happens. And yeah. I, I really stopped really titling what happened 
a failure or a success. It was just an opportunity or, or you know, something that happened, and I had the choice to decide, you know, how I reacted to it or, or what I did with it. And, and so, but again, I'm, I'm pretty aggressive about wanting to do the right thing. And uh, I guess we all have that yardstick that we wear. And uh, uh, I've found in the business dealings I've had with other people, evidently that yardstick isn't quite as tall in some people. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I just I have that internal clock that you know guides you. And, and I mean, some of it's faith, some of it's learned, some of it's experience. It's nature, it's nurture, it's you know. But yeah, I think overall. Uh, my perspective is getting better and better, and I'm I'm really excited to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. So this will be this will be awesome. So see what happens. <laughs> I like it. Um, let's talk about growth uh, for a minute, for, and I would like to talk about both um, your consulting business and your and when you were practicing. Um, what are some of the ways you handled growth when you were challenged with uh, with growth? And I mean, you're growing, and uh, you know, I mean, there's problems that crop up, and like you said, every day there's new events. Some are more challenging than others. I mean, how did you handle growth? I mean, what were some of the things that you did to um, manage it? Well, I, I systematized most of the growth. I, I mean, I got very black and white about growth, and I, I was very proactive about it. Um, I mean, you know, for example, <clears throat> I mean, I'm looking for productivity in a dental office that I own of about twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars of production per month per employee or about twenty five to thirty thousand per op. But, you know, I, the average I see is about twelve or thirteen thousand dollars per employee, which is horrible. And and so but again, if you get close to that twenty thousand mark per employee, it's almost like jogging on asphalt and, and you know, you're feeling good, you're breathing good, it's it's a pretty day, and you step into the sand and your footfall is I mean, your feet are hitting the ground just the same in the sand, but you stop moving forward quite as fast. I try to create systems that anticipate growth challenges. And, and again, productivity for employee, productivity for operatory, uh, overhead benchmarks, uh, uh, referral benchmarks, uh, you know, all those things, if you get close to these benchmarks, most doctors don't realize what's causing them. They have a tendency, at least the doctors I talk to, maybe yours are different, but most of the doctors come to me not with problems, but with symptoms of problems. They'll go, Mike, I've got a, a new patient problem. Well, I mean, I don't usually say this to a client, but I'm thinking, you don't have a new patient problem. You know, <laughs> you know people just don't like you. I mean, maybe your hours, maybe the way you bundle your fees, maybe. I mean, I'm thinking that, or I've got an accounts receivable problem. That's not a problem. That's a symptom of a lack of financial arrangements. For example, my wife having an affair. That wasn't a problem in our marriage. The problem is probably four and a half years we didn't communicate as well as we should have. And so, again, when you talk about growth, you know, Growth is the natural progression of a healthy business. If you're inspiring patients, you're going to grow. And, and then, you know, you, you know about how many hygien patients a hygienist can see, and, and you, you get close to about 32 to 40 new patients a month, you probably need another hygienist, especially if your recall actually is working. I mean, the national average is about 41 42% recall. Ours was 87, and in Raleigh's is 87%. 
you know, you've got to have hygienists to see these people. And they, they again, they're such an integral part of the team. Uh, you know, it is our practice. It's, it's everybody's practice when they go. So growth in general for me is really systematically anticipating the problems that will occur prior to them happening, being very proactive about this so that I never stop the momentum. It, it, I, that's the biggest mistake a lot of doctors make. They're either going the wrong direction or, you know, a couple of degrees off the right direction, and then they let the momentum stop before they start to market again, or they let the momentum stop before they hire the next staff person, or they, you know, they're constantly, let's see, what would be a good analogy? They're kind of a thermometer. They're just reading what's happening instead of a thermostat where they control what happens. And I think that's a huge mistake in the business of dentistry because most of this is very predictive, consistently predictive, and, and very easy to anticipate and get ahead of the curve so that growth is one of those things that you always had. In, in 37 years of practice, we never had a year below a 25% increase, not once. And you know how, I mean, even Texas has had bad times. In the middle 80s, when gas prices dropped, real estate prices dropped, we were affected, nobody else was, okay? Uh, we still had that growth. And I think that any practice can do that anywhere if they're willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> I love that analogy, by the way, the thermostat or thermometer. Um, that's a great, that, that is a great analogy. And I think um, you're right, the, the lack of uh, controlling what is happening or controlling the direction. And, and there again, that, there's a direct line from that to leadership. That is, a, that is a lack of leadership symptom where they're measuring and reporting on what's happening rather than controlling what's happening. And um, yeah, you're, that's phenomenal. Um, I love it. Okay, so great examples. Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you for joining me on this edition of The Jerry Jones Radio Show. You've reached the end of this segment. And in just a few days, we'll post the next, or in some cases, the final segment of this show. You can always listen in to the next segment or show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash jerryjones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call, 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio Show. Getting a tasty breakfast sandwich with a quality cup of coffee, that's a morning victory. Getting it served quick and at a great price, that's like a morning victory with a parade and a marching band. Get a sausage McMuffin for $1 and add any size hot drip coffee for just a dollar more on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Hot and tasty, fast and easy. That's breakfast at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.